You're listening to the Fertility Academy podcast, episode 16. Today on the solo episode, I'm going to be answering some of the most common questions I get in my clinical fertility practice. You might be wondering about a few of these questions yourself, so stay tuned. Welcome to Fertility Academy, a podcast where we provide you with information and tools to help you optimize your fertility to grow your family no matter where you are in your fertility journey. We offer interesting, creative, and evidence-based information and give you practical tools to help you get closer to your goal of building a family. I'm your host, Michelle Kapler. I'm a fertility-focused acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner, board-certified fertility specialist, and fertility coach with over 10 years of experience helping my patients build their families. I'm so glad you're here with us. Let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome everyone. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I haven't done a solo episode in a while, so it's time. Today, I want to dive into a few questions I commonly get from patients in my clinical practice. Each time I do a new patient intake, I end up answering these questions, so I figured some of you out there might be having the same thoughts. So let's dive in. The first question I commonly get is, when should I seek a referral to a medical fertility specialist? First off, I want to let you know that there are guidelines for answering this question. It will differ from region to region, country to country, but it's usually along the lines of if you're under 35 and you've been trying to get pregnant for a year with no success, you seek a referral. If you're over 35 and you've been trying for six months with no success, seek a referral. However, I think it's important to acknowledge that this should be an individualized and nuanced discussion. For most people, referral to a fertility clinic or specialist can and should wait until that six months or a year has passed. The average for getting pregnant is one year, and this means that some people will take less time and some people will take more time in order to create that average. It can be incredibly hard to be patient, but in most cases, if both both partners are in good health, it's just a matter of being patient with the process. Easier said than done, I know. There are a few things you can do in the meantime to to optimize your health and fertility, and I go over them in detail in episode two of the podcast called Mastering Fertility Health Basics, and I highly recommend checking it out. I'll make sure I post the link in the show notes. But there are times when seeking a referral before the recommended timeline is absolutely appropriate, and those times are usually when symptoms or signs can be seen. I'll give you a few examples of when I advise my patients to seek an earlier referral based on my clinical observations. So firstly, if your periods are not regular, if your menstrual cycles are less than 21 days or greater than 40 days, it's a sign of hormonal dysregulation and there's a good chance that getting pregnant might be a challenge for you. Number two, if your periods are extremely painful, period pain, although common, is not normal, despite what our culture and often the medical system tells us. Menstrual pain that requires a lot of pain medication to manage or that consistently affects your ability to perform your daily action is a sign that something is wrong. The sooner you look into it, the sooner you can figure out that it's going to be something that you need to treat in order to get pregnant. And number three, if the partner with sperm experiences erectile dysfunction or ejaculation issues. This can be a sign of hormonal dysregulation or sperm issues. These things are often simple to treat with diet and lifestyle changes, but we have to know that there's an issue before we can address it. Remember that the sperm is 50% of the equation when it comes to making a baby. And for the record, sperm issues can and are implicated in recurrent miscarriage. Just something to consider. There are other reasons for a referral to a fertility clinic earlier than the guidelines recommend. 
thyroid issues, autoimmune issues, known genetic issues, and blood sugar issues are a few, but there can be more, so it's always important to talk to your healthcare provider about it. Do keep in mind that the first stage of this referral is simply to perform a diagnostic workup. There may end up being no need for treatment right away, but knowledge is power and can help you move forward in an informed and more confident way. Moving on to the second question. I had a miscarriage. Does this mean that there's something wrong with me? In short, the answer is no. Miscarriage, although very difficult to experience, is actually a part of normal physiology. Approximately 20% of pregnancies end in miscarriage, most of these miscarriages happening in the early stages of pregnancy. I'll link the Stats Canada page in the show notes if you want to have a look at this. Miscarriage is most commonly due to genetic abnormalities, which means that it's our human body's way of giving our babies the highest chances of being healthy. So no, having a miscarriage does not mean you did anything wrong. It does not mean that there's anything wrong with you. The most likely explanation is that the fetus had genetic abnormalities and that it wouldn't have allowed it to live. And there's nothing that you did to make that happen. It's actually a part of normal human physiology. I will say, however, that if you've had more than one miscarriage, it's a good idea to get some testing done. There are many common causes for multiple miscarriages, also called recurrent miscarriage. My clinic website has a great blog post on that, and I'll link to it in the show notes. The good news is that most of the causes of recurrent miscarriage are very treatable, whether you or your medical doctor or with an allied health professional such as your acupuncturist or naturopathic doctor. The first step is getting some testing done to find the cause. So let's get to question number three. I'm trying a new supplement or acupuncture or dietary protocol or stress reduction technique or whatever else you're trying. How long will it take to know if it's working? This is sometimes a tough thing to wrap your head around. In the context of fertility, things are pretty black and white. You're either pregnant or you're not. So it can be difficult to know if things are moving in the right direction. Just because you're not pregnant yet doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't getting you closer to being pregnant. Take acupuncture, for example. If you come and see me for acupuncture for back pain, you're going to know pretty quickly if the treatment worked. I would expect your pain to be reduced after the treatment. It likely won't go away completely with just one treatment, but I would expect to see some improvement to know if we're going in the right direction. But with fertility, you can't subjectively feel your egg quality improving or your pelvic blood flow increasing or your estrogen and progesterone balancing. However, we can look at a few things to know if the new health protocol you're trying is taking you in the right direction. So first off, do you feel better in general? Usually with natural health practices, there are happy side effects and improvements in general and overall health. For example, if you're eating a healthier diet, you might have more energy or improved digestion. If you're taking a new supplement to support your nervous system in times of stress, you might start sleeping better or feeling more calm throughout your day. Also, you want to consider, are there signs of hormonal regulation? Are your periods more regular or less painful? Has your PMS been reduced or eliminated? Are you getting more cervical mucus around ovulation? These are all very good signs that your fertility is improving, even if you might not yet be pregnant. As for the length of time, I typically tell my patients to give any new health treatment or practice at least three months or menstrual cycles to work. Part of this is because it takes an egg three cycles to come out of dormancy, fully mature, and ovulate. So we have the full three months to affect the environment that the egg is developing in and therefore create improvements. 
The last common question I want to mention is, I've been offered IVF as a next step for treatment. What do I need to know? For this question, I did a whole podcast episode on it. You can find all of the information that you need to know and to ask your doctor in episode four called IVF Questions. I'll put the direct link to that episode in the show notes. I hope you found the answers to these questions helpful today in this quick episode. If you'd like to reach out to me to continue the conversation, I'm always available through my website. I'll post it in the show notes. If you have your own questions that you'd like to walk through with me, and you'd like to have a conversation about working together, whether virtually or in person, I always offer free 15-minute virtual conversations to see if we'd be a good fit. Take a moment and fill out the contact form on my website and I'll get back to you so we can hop on a call and talk about options. That's going to be it for me today. I'll be back next Wednesday with another episode. Until then, take care. Thank you for joining us on Fertility Academy. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you loved our content today, please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share it with someone who you think might find it helpful. Don't forget to subscribe to be the first to be notified of new episodes. A new one comes out every Wednesday. To keep in touch with us and to continue the conversation, you can find us over on Instagram at Fertility Academy or join us on our private Facebook group, the Fertility Academy Community, 